What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is Kicking It With Camacho. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, good to be here. Real quick, let's shout out our Patreon members. We got a new one this week, baby. Let's go. So obviously, we got a shout out to the OG Shamari Linton. Probably the best name. In a, in the, I thought James Camacho was a pretty sweet name. Shamari Linton? I guess Linton's not that great, but the Shamari enhances the Lin, you know? Like, if it was, like, Ted Linton, that would not be as good as Shamari, you know? Anyway, so Shamari Linton, thank you for being a supporter, Patreon member, the OG, the number one, original gangster. Um, and now we have a new Patreon member, Zach Robles. I hope I'm saying that last name right. Robles could be Robles. I'm going to go with Robles because it sounds more exotic. Um, thank you, Zach. Zach wrote a nice message to me on Patreon. Um, he came from YouTube. Um, super sweet. Guys, if you haven't already, if you don't already, and I know you don't because there's only two, um, sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash James Camacho. Uh, you probably see my post whoring myself out there. Um, it's only five bucks a month. You sign up for five bucks a month. You're going to get extra podcast. Um, you're going to get early access to episodes. And you're going to get random drops of like stand-up content, um, uh, selfie videos, jokes, just random things I want to throw up there, which uh, I am backlogging. So that Patreon is going to be filled with extra stuff um, coming up. And um, obviously, when we get more subscribers, more members, um, we'll do more things to uh, make it worth a bang for your buck. Bang! Anyways, so shout out to Zach. Shout out to Shamari. Uh, real quick, let's plug some tour dates. Um, uh, little baby burp. Sorry, I'm all... I got a bunch of uh, coffee and uh, seltzer in me. But uh, yeah, we got... Uh, what week? When is this coming out? The 26th, right? So we got Colorado Springs this weekend. Colorado Springs, Colorado. That's September 29th, 30th. I'll be there. And then Baltimore, October 8th. That's a Sunday. Come out for a Sunday fun day. And then we got New York City, October 21st. Um, that's going to be my... Not last headlining show ever in New York City, but it's going to be my kind of... You know, because... After October 21st, I'm hitting the road pretty hard until the end of the year. So October 21st is going to be me kind of like doing my new set post-special taping, kind of running that, getting the the gears going, make sure everything's a well-run oiled machine. Um, yeah, that's October 21st. Get your tickets there. And then after that, I'm all over the road. Holy shit, man. October 24th, 26th, Las Vegas, Dallas, November 3rd, 4th, and then uh, Houston, potentially, November 10, 11, Toronto, November 17th, 18th. Um, Houston and Toronto are still um, awaiting final confirmation, but um, New York City again, November 25th, DC, December 1st, 2nd, and St. Pete Beach, uh, Florida. December 8th and 9th, and that'll probably be the end of the road for me for the rest of the year. Come out already. 
If you uh, haven't gotten tickets, go get them at jamescamacho.com. If there's a city you want me to come perform, just uh, uh, fill out the Google form. Um, I'll repost that soon. By the way, I keep looking down because I uh, I came a little prepared today. I brought a little bit of a, uh, what do you call this? Paper? Paper? Uh, preparation paper? You know? I know there's a better word for it. What's the What's the word? Itinerary? Something like that. Resume? No, not resume. Shit. Syllabus? I'm an idiot. Oh, God. Is it charming how stupid I am? <laughs> or is it just embarrassing? I got what I need to talk about on this piece of paper. I'm trying to be a little more professional, a little more organized in the podcast. Um, anyways, yeah. So come see me live. Come summon for the Patreon. Enough whoring myself out there. Um, this week, I'm very, very excited uh, for this podcast. It's a fan Q&A podcast. I love doing these. Um, I love to to know what you guys are thinking. I love to know. I want to know what you guys want to know about me, you know? And also, like, who am I kidding? I'm a comedian. I love babbling about myself, you know? I'm an only child. I'm a spoiled brat. So I just love attention. And um, I got I to gotta give you guys credit. Uh, the Facebook fan page sent a bunch of questions. Uh, so much so... Uh, we're not going to get through all of them today. I'm going to split this up into two episodes. Um, but I love this. I love answering these questions. You guys come up with really, really good stuff, by the way. So, um, yeah, excited to answer questions. Also, uh, just uh, just to get this out there, remember, um, every week there's a free podcast, and then I'm, I'm going to cut it off for the Patreon members. So I'm going to answer about six questions maybe seven questions for free on the not for free but like on the the free version of the podcast and then i'm going to cut it off about 25 minutes in and then we'll answer one or two on the bonus side um you're gonna have to sign up if you want to hear me answer those questions and um if you don't want to hear it if you don't give a fuck then that's fine enjoy the freebie stuff um so we're going to get into the questions really shortly, but before we get into that, um, you guys know I taped this a bit in advance, and the last episode, I was f- fresh off the Giants getting uh, molly whooped by the Cowboys, 40 nothing, and then um, this week, I'm fresh off them coming back and beating the Cardinals. Holy shit! Dude, man, it was really bleak. That first half was really bleak, man. 20 to nothing. You know, the, the, the most depressing part is it's not even like it's obviously how bad they're playing and all that stuff. Right. But it's like it's almost like it's almost like uh, you get into a relationship with someone that you think is perfect. And this, I'm, this is not any reference to my past relationship. This is like imagine meeting someone on whatever Tinder. Right. Go on a date. You think they're perfect. Everything's great about them. But then you find out they're like a like a pedophile, you know. <laughs> Or sex effect. I don't know. It's just like there was all this buildup to the New York Giants year, right? Second year in their day bowl, right? They got Daniel Jones. They got Saquon back, right? And then to just like go six quarters without scoring a point, getting outscored 60 to nothing. In the So a game and a half into the season, you're like, it's over, right? All this shit you anticipated for, over, gone, done, right? And you're just thinking like, how could it have ended so quickly, you know? Oh my God. And then uh, lo and behold, 
I don't know what they said in the locker room at halftime, but it worked, man. The the Giants really pulled off an amazing comeback. You know, it's funny because like the next day I saw a bunch of people. They're like, let me guess. You probably turn off the game right at halftime. I'm like, no, I'm a I'm a real fan. You know, just because they're losing 20 to nothing doesn't mean I'm going to I'm going to turn it off. You know, football is crazy. You see this shit all the time in football where teams come back out of nowhere. You know, this has been a hell of an NFL season so far, though, man. I feel like. 80% of the games all come down to, like, last possession, you know. 80% of them end in, like, one possession scores. It's really fascinating, you know. Anyways, I had to just shout out my Giants for coming back. Uh, when this comes out, they'll probably have gotten beat by the San Francisco 49ers. That's a tough one to—, to that's a, They're a really good team, you know. But, uh, hey, you got to take the wins where you can get them, you know. Man— I just like when the Giants win, man. That's it's it's so sad. Like I actually wrote down a list of things that make me happy recently, and I think the one of the first things I thought of was the Giants winning. You know, it legitimately brings me levity when they win. That's how that's how sad it's sad. Like this thing, these this team, none of their players know I exist, right? No, I I don't I can't control. Their outcome in any way, shape, or form. You know, they don't help me in any way, shape, or form. They got so much control over my emotions, you know. It's really sad. Dude, I saw this, like, video of this, uh, there's this game in uh, New England, I think, or or Miami. It was in New England. It was a Miami Dolphins-Patriots game, and there was some fight between two fans, and, like, one of them died, man, and you're just like, I, you know, you see this every week with the NFL. It's like people fighting in the stands. It's like, dude, like, how sad are you, you know? Like, do you know how sad of a person you are to like, literally get into a fist fight and, like, like assault someone to the point where they die over a football team, over a game, you know? Like, I can't imagine, like, the, the, no one on the Dolphins or the Patriots knows these guys even exist, and you're, like, fighting someone, and you murder someone. Like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? If you think about it, that might be the gayest thing in the world. A guy is fighting another guy over a bunch of guys who tackle each other in, like, tight pants and uh, shower together that don't even know they exist, right? It's It's really sad, you know? It just, you got to get it. Like, nothing's worth, imagine what that guy would do if someone like banged his like wife, you know, or his his gay lover. I don't know. Like, how do you, like, if you're going to go that crazy over a football team that literally means nothing to you, how are you going to, like, how are you going to react when in real life, you know, when real life shit happens to you? Anyways, I don't want to go on a whole tangent here. It was just like every week. There's these videos on fucking Barstool, uh, World Star of these these fans fighting each other. I'm just like, bro, get a goddamn life, you know? Like, I'm a huge Giants fan, but if someone was like, the Giants suck, I'm not gonna like, you know, put my, you know, roll up my fist, you know? Or I'm Asian, right? Just fucking roll up my pant legs, you know? Start doing weird kicks, you know? Because that's how you freak people out, right? If you're an Asian guy, someone wants to fight you, you just you just start kicking the air, right? Start doing shit with your legs. Start stretching your legs. And they're just like, whoa, this guy knows Kung Fu. I don't want to get my teeth, uh, my teeth kicked in, all right? I better uh, better back up. Anyways, all right, enough about that. <laughs> um, go Giants. Um, anyways, 
Um, oh, shit. Where are we? 12 minutes in? All right. I got to start answering uh, questions. But I just want to say thank you to everyone that came out uh, in the Midwest. I was doing a tour in Louisville, Kentucky, and Noblesville, Indiana. I don't think anyone from, I don't think any fans came out, but those shows were hot, hot, baby. And um, I will hopefully be back in the future, and uh, hopefully um, the fan, or my fan base will grow. We all grow together, and you guys will come out and support me and uh, could move some more tickets because uh, Louisville is kind of light. But that's all right. I had good shows, and I think I made some new fans. Um, but just great, great crowds. I can't wait to show you guys uh, the clips, you know? Um, all right. Enough babbling on about my bullshit. Let's answer some goddamn questions. Um, let's get a sip of get a sip of Joe real quick before we get started. All right. So, got a bunch of questions. I thought it would only be fitting to start with um, the top fans. Now, what the top fans are? So, the top fans on Facebook, and it, this is not like me. Um, I don't make these opinions. I don't make these judgment calls on who's my top fan. Um, if you are a top fan on my Facebook fan page, you get like a little badge on the top of your name. And I decided to answer those questions first. Now, if you want to get a top fan badge on my Facebook fan page, I, I don't know how it really works. I think if you just comment, um, and like my stuff, share it, send me dick pics. I, I think that's how you get it. Don't quote me on that. But I think the more you interact with my bullshit, um, then you get that top fan, uh, badge. Um, you know. I don't think anything. I don't think you're gonna. Your life's gonna change from it. But if you want to get the badge, uh, we'll definitely give you more priority in the future to like questions and stuff. All right, man. How long did I babble on for? Thirteen minutes. All right. Now it's all you guys. First question from uh, Sienna Bernard: Are your parents ever offended by what you say in your shows? That's a great question, Sienna, um, and that's something I've thought of myself. <laughs> Sometimes when I do my jokes and I post them, I always think like, man, are my parents, uh, am I going to get a weird call from them one day? And they're going to be like, what's wrong with you, asshole? We fed you, we sheltered you, we, uh, we put baby powder in your butt growing up, and this is how you repay us? <laughs> um, but the, the answer is uh, no. No, they are not offended. Uh, my mom is uh, pretty supportive. She's actually told me that, like, hey, like, you know, you can say whatever you want about me. I'm in total support. Um, yeah. And my dad, um, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. My dad and I don't really communicate. Um, it's not that we hate each other. It's nothing like that. It's just my dad's weird. He's got, you know, issues and... Um, He's dealing with stuff, and um, I just got left out of the mix. But he's not offended. He's 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 um he's obviously supportive. I I feel like if my dad was upset by something I said about him on my shows, I would hear about it, you know. But uh, no, my mom came to my special taping, and uh, man, it was it was nerve wracking because the first twenty third first half of my set is pretty like broad material. I do jokes about being Chinese Puerto Rican. I did, jo I did jokes about my uh, my, my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend. Um, I did jokes, you know, just your broad stuff, like uh, 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 sex jokes, uh, drinking jokes, dating jokes, uh, woke culture jokes, just kind of broad stuff. But then the second half of the set got really personal. I was talking about my parents, my upbringing, therapy. And uh, that's when it, it was a little bit weird because 
like uh they were in the crowd you know and i knew where they were sitting so like as i'm doing the jokes periodically i would be like glancing at them to see if they were like laughing or upset you know hold on i'm gonna just raise the levels of my microphone here i think i'm too soft that's what she said uh (laughs) anyways so no they're not offended um uh, my mom's really supportive. She's, she, you know, and also it's like, I'm not a dick, you know, like whenever I make, when I do the jokes about my family, it's all in good spirit. I really tried as, as a comedian, um, and as, as a good comedian and as just a good person with, with integrity to be like, all right, so if I'm going to, I'm going to joke about these childhood traumas, these, uh, things that happened, I want to see from both sides. So I try to figure out, it's like, okay, why did that affect me? How has it affected me? But also, why would they do that? You know, and if you really think about it, all my jokes about my mom being, you know, super strict, um, and my dad being super absent, you know, those are. It's not out of malintent. You know, it's not out of any. It's not out of any of the thing to like really try to hurt me. You know, so, uh, woo. Um, so, bottom line is like, I try to see it from both sides. And, um, you know, I'm not saying jokes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a shock jock. You know, I'm not saying stuff to get a like, to get a click. I'm just trying to be honest as possible. And the honest thing is like, I was affected by the way, you know, I grew up my childhood, the way my parents raised me. And also, um, they didn't try to hurt me. They just, um, they did their best to raise me and they did a pretty good job. It's just like, you know, I, I, I don't know if anyone's raised their kids perfectly. You know, I always think there's some, some some trauma there somewhere, you know, it's hard to raise kids. Anyways, um, I can't wait for you guys to see the material uh, I'm talking about. Um, special taping is coming soon. It's currently in the process of being edited. Um, it's taking a little longer than I, than I hope, but hope to have it out by the end of the year. Mean, meanwhile, um, as the special is being edited, I am released, or I think at this today I have released, uh, my first 45 minutes of material ever. Um, I did like a Frankenstein compilation of my best sets for my first five years of comedy. And I have about 45 minutes of material there. Um, it's the first 45 minutes I ever wrote. It's about being uh, in college, being single, living with my parents and my, you know, my first bunch of Chinese Puerto Rican jokes. Um, that's on YouTube right now. YouTube.com slash James Camacho. Um, go check it out. So. I put up like a mini special before the big special comes out. Go check it out. Go like it. Go subscribe. Um, I went through um, I went through that video because I was trying to pick out like uh, reels and clips to make, and I got a lot of jokes on there, man. I think we got about over like 70, 80 jokes just on that 45-minute compilation. So go watch it. Um, all right. I got to learn how to stop talking about myself. It's about you guys this time. All right. So, Luis, here I am. I hope I'm saying that right. Also a top fan. He asked me, where in uh, Puerto Rico and China are your parents from? And have you been to Puerto Rico or China? I'll start with the second question. I have been to both. I've been to China uh, a bunch of times. I've been um, to Puerto Rico once. Uh, I was in San Juan last Christmas for vacation, and it was gorgeous. I got to go back. Um, I'm going to try to also figure out how to, where there's some comedy clubs out there. I would love to do a show out there. Um, 
We're in Puerto Rico. Is my dad from? My dad's actually born and raised in New York City, so he's not from Puerto Rico. I don't know if he, he's definitely been. I just I uh, I guess the question might be like, where is his parents? What part of Puerto Rico is his parents from? I gotta be honest, I don't know. Like I said, my dad and I don't really talk. Uh, maybe I'll ask him one day, but yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't have the best relationship with them. I hope that's not too too much of a downer, but I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm being more honest about it. I used to just hide it. You know, I used to just make up shit, you know. If you asked me five years ago, I would have been like, Duh, San Juan! But, I mean, I, I don't know. So, I'll have to ask him. And my mom is from, uh, my mom's born in Taiwan, actually. Um, Which is kind of awkward because there's a whole China takeover of Taiwan happening. And oddly enough, my mom doesn't really care too much about it. I've asked her about it and she's just like, indifferent you know which is kind of weird but um i don't know if my mom doesn't care i don't care so i mean i care it, it sucks but i don't know what am i gonna do um but yeah i've been to china a bunch when i was growing up um i used to go visit my grandma in taiwan pretty much every summer and then my mom also has like sisters in china um i also did this like uh I did this like uh, English second language um, teaching thing when I was 13. I went to China for like a month. It was like half. So basically what we did was like we went to different parts of China and we taught these underprivileged kids English. And uh, I went to like Mongolia. I went to um, Beijing. It was a long time ago, so I really don't remember. This is when I was like 13. Um, but it was actually one of the one of the craziest months of my life. And um, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before. I don't have time to talk about it right now. Maybe I'll talk about it another time. But that month, I would to a, you know, foreign exchange, I guess. I don't know if that's the right way to call it. But it's like I went to this, like, um, month-long teaching, Engl- uh, teaching Chinese kids English thing. And... In that month, my parents weren't there. It was just a bunch of other kids whose parents sent them away for a month. And it was like it was like a vacation in a way where it was like we just like stayed in these dorms and then we would, you know, travel by bus to the next place. But then like literally after we did all like the teaching stuff, we were just free to our own devices. Our parents gave us a bunch of money and we just like went out. We got drunk. We uh we uh I lost my virginity. You know, a lot, of, a lot of crazy shit happened. I'll tell that story another another day. We got to get through the questions. But um, Gabe Gonzalez asked me, did you grow up in a diverse atmosphere or was it kind of grow up around one culture for the most part with a smattering of the other or other cultures? So I actually grew up in a very diverse atmosphere. I grew up in a town called uh, Edison, New Jersey, in central New Jersey, which is like, oh man, I think now it's literally like 50 or 60% Asian. Um, there was a huge, huge Indian population where I grew up. So my high school, my, like my high school friend group was about 10 people and we had a, a white guy, uh, we had a Korean friend, we had uh, Indian friends. I'm I'm counting my I'm thinking my friends in my head. Um, we had black friends, like literally everything. We we were, we were extremely diverse, um, and I loved growing. I I really one of the things I really appreciate is how I grew up, man. Because 
growing up in such a diverse environment, really, like, this is a cliche, but it's like, I really don't see race. I don't see color, you know? Because, you know, when you're, I really think all that racist shit is like kind of like learned behavior. It's like you grow up with all white people or all black people or all whatever people, and then you're just, you don't, you never see any other race but your own, and then you're just kind of like taught about other races from like what you see on TV or like, you know, the racist shit like other people tell you, right? Or the stereotypes other people tell you. But I grew up, you know, just seeing people as people, like all these different colors, all these different um, backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds. And then and then I went to uh, Rutgers for college, and that's one of the most diverse schools in the nation, right? So... Yeah, I grew up in the crazy diversity, which is which is fitting because I'm I'm mixed race as well, and I live in New York City now. I live in New York, so and this is also one of the most diverse places in the world. I gotta be honest, like whenever I go on tour, like I was in the Midwest this past uh, weekend, it's like you know this country is like I forget what is it like seventy percent white, something like that. Don't quote me on that, but it's like you know. Where I live, where I grew, where I live and grew up, is not seventy percent white. Um, maybe close to it. I don't know, but I go on the road. I go to these places where it's like a hundred percent white or ninety percent white. And I was just in one of those. Uh, I mean, I did these shows in the Midwest this past week, and I, I mean, the shows in like Noblesville, Indiana, were all white, all white audience members. The whole every show, every audience member is white. And I got to be honest, man, like this happens a lot when I'm on the road, but I'll go to these towns. It's all white. Um, and then it, on, on the other side of things, like I'll go to towns where it's like a little bit more um, urban, I guess is the right way to call it. But it's like all black. And I feel a little weird, you know, because it's just the same. Everything's the same. I'm just I'm used to every, everything being different, you know, and sometimes it freaks me out because I, I feel outnumbered, you know. It's like you really do feel like you're an outcast. And listen, it's not just white and not just black, but like it could be like if I go to China, it's all Chinese. You're like, Jesus. And as like a mixed race person or a person that's not that race, you just feel like, you know, you don't you feel like there's a sense of unity around you that you're not born into, you know. So, yeah, I don't I really get uncomfortable sometimes. I always have this weird phobia that if the world were to end and I was like in the Midwest and they're like all white people. Like, I'd be the first guy they wouldn't trust, you know, because I'm not white. You know, as much as we want to talk about race and stuff, how progressive we are, it's like, I think sometimes innately, we kind of just stick to people that are the same race as us. You know, we just feel more comfortable with them. We can trust them. That's why you see in prison, these these, these prison gangs get together, you know. Um, and you have no choice. When you're in prison, to survive, you just got to you gotta join whatever gang, you know, that you can join. And... um yeah. Anyways, um, so yes, I grew up very diverse atmosphere. Great question. Um, now Donna Lloyd, she asked me, "Why do I like to ask so many questions?" So on Facebook, I do ask a lot of questions, and it really is just to en- engage everyone. Um, I, I, I uh, sometimes I just, I just, I just, I'm thinking like, uh, I'll just wake up and I'll think like, oh, I wonder, you know. Whatever I'll, I'll think about, like like like, what did I ask today? What my favorite superhero was? I was just thinking about Spider Man today, and then I was thinking about you guys. I was just like, I wonder what everyone else thinks, you know? And then I just ask, and then people engage and and uh, they comment, 
I read them. I respond sometimes when I can, when I can, and it's just fun, you know. Social media, it's like, you know, I think social media has become this thing now where it's like, if you have a profile, you make it all about you. It's like, look at my car, look at my vacation, look at my my nipples, you know. <laughs> um, but it's like it doesn't have to be like that. Like, how come? Like, the whole point of social media originally was to like engage with people that you hadn't seen in a while. So, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just it's just a throwback. Also, people use social media to just babble on about their doctor appointment or like their political beliefs. And it's just like, dude, just, you know, I'm a firm believer of not everyone's opinion matters, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I just do it to engage people, Donna. You know, why do you ask so many questions, Donna? Huh? 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 All right. Let's keep going here. Um, Chimobi Guides. <coughs> Man, there's no way I said that right. I'm sorry, Chim. Can I call you Chim? Chim G? Kimchi, like kimchi. Can I call you that? Uh, they ask, can you speak Mandarin or Cantonese? I could speak Mandarin pretty badly. Um, I went to Chinese school for, I think, 10 years of my life. Uh, my mom spoke to me half Chinese, half uh, English growing up. So uh, I can speak Mandarin. Not great, though. Um, it's funny, though, because like, sometimes like I get massages. And um, not the sound... Stereotypical, but the massage places are usually Chinese ladies. And um, sometimes I'll get on my massage and I hear them talking in Chinese. They'll be making fun of me. You know, I know what they're saying. <laughs> um, here we go. Laura Land, she asked, could you survive trapped in an elevator with my mom? She's afraid of elevators. If she has to go in an elevator, she brings me and I make her panic more. Sometimes I make her feel better. Interesting. I, 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 I'm going to say this, Laura. I, I don't think I could survive trapped in an elevator with your mom because I'm, I'm afraid of elevators, you know? Like, you ever get an elevator that takes the door takes too long to, to close or too long to open? Or not too long to close, but it's like when it closes, it like, it like takes too long to start moving, you know? Like it closes, you hit the button, and nothing happens, and you didn't. You have that split second of like, "Fuck, am I trapped here? What the fuck is going on?" Right? Shit! And then it starts moving. You're like, "Oh, thank God!" But like, or when you when you are moving, and it's like rinky dinky, you're like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" Or the are the cables about to go out? Or when you stop and like it takes forever, the doors to open. I just I get claustrophobic, man. I start thinking um, all these like like I would have a panic attack. So if your mom is scared of elevators. It's probably not best for her to have someone else that's terrified of being trapped in an elevator with her, you know? I think together we would both have like a dual panic attack and um it'd probably be hilarious to look at, but uh terrible to go through together. So you're saying if she has to go on an elevator, she brings you and you, I make her panic more or sometimes I make her feel better. Okay, I don't know. So you sometimes you make her panic more or make her feel um yeah, I wouldn't be good. I'm a I'm a stair guy too. If there's an option to take the stairs, sometimes I'll take the stairs. Unless it's like fifty flight of, of stairs, but sometimes I'll, I'll I'll take the stairs. You know, I've never been trapped in an elevator before, but that would be one of my biggest fears. I remember one time. Um, this isn't an elevator, but I remember. I think I was in like, my mom used to take me to these learning centers growing up, like all the time, right? So. um she she I remember one time she took me to uh this learning center 
I, fr- I always hated it, man. I'm just, I'm just like, sorry, I'm getting all, all, all cla- uh, not claustrophobic, all um, PTSD and shit. But she took me to this learning center. I didn't want to go. I was pissed that I had to go. And then I remember I went to go to the bathroom during one of the tutoring sessions, the learning center sessions. And for some reason, I, I, I couldn't figure out how to get out. Like I had locked the door and everything, but I, for some reason, I couldn't get the door handle right, you know? Sometimes, sometimes a public restroom, they'll fuck up like the way the lock system works, right? You ever get into a public restroom where like, like this, like, 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 I don't know, plus is minus, you know, where it's like normally like when you lock something, it's like you lock it and like the, the, the thing is like, uh, vertical, but then sometimes it's like horizontal because I guess they, they, they screwed it on wrong one time and they're like, ah, we don't want to fix it. That, that'll take too much trouble. So I was, I don't know what happened, but I, I, I got to this point where I went to pee. I was taking a, I went to go, I went on a pee break for my, um, lesson, my learning center lesson thing. And like, I just couldn't get out of the bathroom. Like I thought I like locked myself in or I got locked in. And I remember I just started violently jiggling the fucking thing. I was like pounding it, you know, like, like, like crazy. Like I was like, like, um, I like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio in that, in that, in that bear, right. Just in there, just, right and um i remember i think i i just like i was pounding 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 and then like i think i forgot maybe it was the press it was it was maybe it was just to pull down instead of up i don't know and then i got out and then like all these people in the learning center were like staring at me like you okay dude you're right in there you know and then i just had to like i was i already hated being in the learning center but then I had to just shamefully like walk back to the fucking, you know, SAT prep bullshit, you know? So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be good in an elevator with, with your mom. You know, we, we, we would just, uh, unless she, unless you want someone to hold on to, cause I'm down for that. If we're both panicking, maybe we can like help each other by holding each other on like strongly, you know, that's what I do when I get into panic attacks. I've had a couple panic attacks. I like to grab onto something. And just hold on to it, like squeeze it like fucking crazy, you know. L- let's out a little bit of a relief. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah, if I can do the stairs, you- more people should take the stairs. By the way, you know, you ever see that? You ever like going in the? You're in you're ever in some place where there's an escalator option, and there's a stair option, but like, it's not even that much work to get up on the stairs. Everyone still takes the escalator, you know? It's just crazy. People really, really don't want to do anything anymore. Anyways, all right, guys. So we answered a bunch of questions there. Awesome questions. A lot of fun. That's going to do it for the the freebie version of the podcast. We're now going to move on to the, the Patreon exclusive. I'm going to answer a couple of questions. I'm going to answer a question from Ernest Batoila. Um, about being an only child, and I'm going to answer a question about uh, from Carmen about where I grew up. So if you guys want to see that, sign up for the Patreon. It's five bucks a month. Um, you get every week, you get an extra podcast, uh, and also you get uh, early access to the episodes, and you get free other free stuff. Not free stuff. You get other exclusive stuff. So guys, thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you next week. And, um, if you're a Patreon member, uh, um, see you in a second.